0: Welcome to Haunted Hangover Haunt Reviews. I have not done one of these in a while. <laughs> I'm Louie, and on a recent trip to Texas, I got a chance to check out Creepy Hollow Haunted House. Now, on said trip, I will admit, I knew I was going to do some sort of Halloween activity, but I did not pre plan anything. So I kind of just swung it when I got there. By the way, I was staying in Houston. Also, I'm wearing a Bucky's hat right now, if you're watching the video version of this episode, because apparently you haven't truly visited Texas until you walk into a Bucky's. But yes, back to the haunt. So Googling, I came across two separate haunted attractions, an unnamed one because I don't want to throw it under the bus and Maybe one day when I'm back in Texas, I will check them out. And Creepy Hollow Haunted House. And just looking at the website, the pictures, one seemed to have way more energy than the other. So I went with Creepy Hollow Haunted House. Just even looking at their website, which I highly recommend doing, creepyhollowhaunt.com. A lot more colorful, vibrant scary creepy characters all over the place when comparing it to the other site kind of minimalist and a little boring so I said you know what creepy hollow just looks like a good time so I'm going to check that out now creepy hollow is located in and I hope I'm pronouncing this right Rosharon Texas New York boy I don't know my Texas locations so forgive me to any of the texas listeners but yes rose sharon texas is the location of this hunt now i want to share another story i on my way it was four of us in a rental car on my way to creepy hollow now <laughs> there were it was complete darkness going down this long highway and it looks like there was some sort of road construction on like i'd say the right side of the road and i'm driving I see no signs to point me in the direction of this haunted attraction and no one else in the car knows where to go. So at one point, we're driving, 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 and we see what we think is the haunted attraction. We're going right past it, and I'm like, I think that's it. I was this close to kind of just going all, because it looked like it was on the side of the road or something like that, veering off over the grass, over the construction area into the haunted attraction parking lot I guess because I thought that's where it was located and then what's funny is looking at their website they do make a note of this in the instructions that roads tend to change so I just thought it was really funny that I saw that after the fact did not pay any attention to that before visiting uh creepy hollow now I mentioned the atmosphere earlier and just kind of the presentation of this haunt. Now, I want to talk about what what leads into the haunted attraction. So when you get there, what you experience as soon as you walk in, which is obviously the ticket booth. So we get there, order our tickets Tickets are 40 bucks, by the way, which isn't bad. $40 per person. Now, keep in mind, when we got there, Creepy Hollow this night was wrapping up around midnight. We got there, I'd say, around 9.30. So it's a solid two and a half hours. It might have even been 9 o'clock, so we might have had three hours when we got there. This place, chaos. This was mid to late October So you know how most haunted attractions are. Filled to the brim with people. Hour and a half waits to get into each haunt. This one has three haunted attractions. So we get there and we show our ticket that we bought. We walk past the person, I guess, at the entrance of the actual... Because there's more to this place than just the three haunted attractions. But entering the the premises of the event. And a woman flat out that works there tells us they're really busy and that we might not be able to go through all of the haunted attractions. Now, I don't want to start at a negative here. I don't want to be negative because I'll say this right now at the top. I had a great time at Creepy Hollow, but I don't think, especially when there's about two and a half to three hours left of your event, you shouldn't tell people, hey, you're not going to get on all this tonight you're not gonna be able to experience all of this tonight come back another day she doesn't know that i'm from new york i'm not gonna be back another day i can't come back another day this was my only time to experience creepy hollow so we're looking around we're searching on our phone we're like is there some sort of fast pass or skip the line option because this woman did not even mention that to us or the people at the ticket booth mention anything about a way to skip the lines. So we're on the website, we're looking, and we notice $40 per person plus $10 VIP. We were worried that we weren't going to experience all the haunted houses. So we walk past we're walking back towards the, the ticket booth and we walk past the same woman that told us that we wouldn't be able to ride or get on everything or experience everything. And we mentioned, oh, is there a VIP pass for 10 extra bucks? And she tells us, oh, they might not have anymore. So we're like, all right, we're going to roll the dice. We're going to walk up to the booth, check it out. Lo and behold, they did have them. So we ended up buying four VIP passes. Now, being from New York, our haunted attractions are usually around 50 bucks and that's just for one experience maybe one 30 minute long haunt you're paying 50 bucks if you buy it online you're paying the certain you know you're paying for that extra $3 service charge if you want to skip the line that's an extra 15 20 bucks so a night out at a haunted house let's say you're going by yourself which I don't know if that's a thing, maybe it is. <laughs> uh you could spend 75 bucks if you want to skip the line and do all that. So to me, $50 that's nothing. That's that that 10 extra bucks is worth it to me. So we got them. We were good. You know, we we felt confident. We just thought it was weird that the woman didn't really sell that to us. She kind of pers- almost persuaded us to like you're not going to you're not going to get in everything tonight. Come back another night. Really odd, weird experience especially for someone that has never been to this haunt to have their first time there. But we brushed it off and we were like, "You know what? We've got our VIP passes. We're not going to wait an hour and a half, 90 minutes for one haunt. We weren't sweating it. We weren't going to freak out and think that we had to rush through everything because we weren't going to be able to go through each single haunt. Now, that's kind of my only negative, and I know I'm I never start with negatives. Usually I'm I'm pretty positive, but I I just thought the experience of just entering this thing was just a little off. But maybe the people working there were overwhelmed. There were, you know, it was packed. It was I don't think I'd been to I think the last time I saw this many people at a haunt was probably Halloween Horror Nights and that gets insane. And the prices for a fast pass for that are insane as well. Just $150 on top of your ticket. It's it's crazy. It's fucking wild that they charge that much much for a fast pass. So, right off the bat, and I and I give them I give Creepy Hollow a lot of credit for this. We we were we're, we're basically pointed in the direction of the vip area or the vip access to the first haunt and i'm going to go through each haunt individually here in my experience going through them but we we get told okay go this way that's for vip that's the vip entrance to the whole experience and what i thought was really cool is it's almost like an old-timey dark ride haunt that you walk through to enter the whole, you know, the, you're, to enter the first line, because just because it's VIP doesn't mean that you're not waiting on any lines, you're just waiting on the shorter lines. But you walk through this really brief haunted attraction, no scare actors, but they had uh, a bunch of, I, I'd say, almost like New orleans theme decor inside, and I did notice, because I'm a big fan of the film Freaks, the old Todd, I think it's Todd Brown, Browning, Browning uh, directed it. His film, Freaks. They had a Schlitzie, the pinhead mannequin there, and a bunch of other stuff. I thought that was a nice touch that you walk through a, a, a actorless, scare actorless haunt to get to your first experience. The way they present Creepy Hollow uh, is fantastic because it, it it feels like a party a lot. And it matches their website. A lot of, of, I guess, kinetic energy, you would say. There's people moving around. There's scare actors running around the entire place. They've got music. Uh, they've got a couple of different shows. They've got a freak show, which I, I'll be honest, I only caught, I'd say, the last 15 minutes of one. And it's a standard kind of freak show. You know, nails in the up the nose and all that pinhead stuff and things like that. They've got uh, food vendors. They've got... Uh, dancers, uh, fire dancers, I guess, is a better way of articulating it. They're performing different kind of aerial kind of fire juggling and things like that. They've got g- gymnast spinning. I don't know what half of this stuff is called, but it's all entertainment while you're waiting and walking towards different haunted attractions. So you're never bored. When we were waiting for our first attraction... Uh, waiting in the short line for our first attraction, there was literally a woman juggling with fire, performing some sort of fire art. (laughs) I know I'm not describing this right, but she was performing. And I'll have videos of all this in the video version of this episode. But So you are entertained even if you're only waiting for 15 minutes. And they also are, you know, entertaining the people that are waiting in the normal line that you could be in for an hour, hour and a half. So I did appreciate that just there's so much going on. They've got they they've got actors walking around in costumes that aren't a part of the haunted attractions. Like there was this one dude dressed as an alien that came up to us and he wanted us to scissor him with our hands. And there was this couple, or they were supposed to be a couple of uh day of the dead inspired sugar skulls but they looked like zombies that were walking around everyone was taking pictures with them so just a lot going on it almost feels like what you would experience at six flags fright fest and honestly in my opinion creepy hollow d- does it better than six flags fright fest or halloween horror nights or dorney park hunt or what an amusement park would do with a Halloween event, and, and, and I really appreciated that, they had music, they had like new metal playing and shit like that in the background, which to me screams haunted attractions for some reason, I always kind of associate the two, so I got a kick out of that, um, so it was it was just the overall vibe was on point for what I would want to experience at this type of event, you know, you're not just paying for three haunted houses, you're literally entertained at every point every turn you'll see something different they had even an area that there was a guy there was like three character i guess guys dressed up where they had like spanish music playing and they were just dancing and encouraging other people to dance so just everything about it just felt like a big party and loved it so one more thing i want to point out about creepy hollow is the scare actors are allowed to touch you now when i say touch you I don't mean they're able to grab you away from your group, throw you in a closet, beat you up. There's none of that here because I know you know. there's some more immersive haunts that are they are allowed to do that. But here, it's mostly like they can grab you by the shoulder, ah, jump scare, that type of deal. A lot of, and I think this is their go-to maneuver, a lot of grabbing behind the neck. That happened to me at least four or five times going through each of the haunted attractions. So... The actors really take advantage of that. Now, there is another option. You can pay 10 bucks, and they give you a glow stick necklace. And this prevents the actors from touching you. So if you're a little scared, you can go with that option. And you're safe. They won't, they won't fuck with you. You'll be left alone. Um, it wasn't anything too intense, honestly. I've been through other haunted attractions that they allow them to touch you and it's never anything too, you're not being groped, it's really brief, and almost pointless, but I just suck it up and deal with it, I don't like to be touched, not because I'm scared, but more so just because it's kind of skeevy, they're touching a million people throughout the night, but I dealt with it, get your hand sanitizer ready, maybe put a little, uh little uh, wipey behind your neck there, if you feel kind of gross, but I wasn't bothered by it, and there is a way for you to kind of prevent that from happening if you want to spend the extra money. Now, the first haunted attraction I went through was Darkwood Swamp. Now, the best way to describe this is a cannibal-style backwoods theme that morphs into a cemetery that then morphs (laughs) into an occult ritualistic situation. Uh and I and I do think they did a fantastic job blending all of these because at one point you're indoors and you get the vibe that you're dealing with this inbred slaughterhouse type family and then you end up in the cemetery behind their house. That's kind of what I took it as. And it does it does blend well, um even when you're in the cemetery, because I did notice you're walking through the graveyard and you see mausoleums and a lot of stone. And as you get deeper and deeper into it, you start to know these notice these symbols on the floor, symbols on the wall. Some of the scare actors are wearing hoods. So it's almost like this this group of of people worship something higher and you're just stuck in it uh i do want to point out too and i noticed noticed this very early on there was a recreation of that red room in the original texas chainsaw massacre where the walls are all painted red and there's a bunch of skulls kind of all lined up and it was blinking you'll miss it i was so bummed that it happened so early on because i recognized it right away and i was like damn it would have been cool to walk through it But I think they utilized it more for a scare actor to pop out from. Maybe almost like Leatherface does when he slams the steel door and opens and closes it in the original movie. Uh, But by the time I got to it, I think the scare actor had already jumped out. So I just saw the room and I was like, oh shit, they did a good job on kind of recreating the way that room looked in the original film so just by that alone i knew the vibe they were going going with with the darkwood swamp uh one thing that was a little bit of a disappointment with with this hunt is i did notice a couple of the animatronics were broken or not operational Uh, but it wasn't too glaring it wasn't too distracting because the scare actors were up to snuff and they were jumping out so you know i'm only noticing this because i've been through so many haunted attractions so when something's not working i know okay that was supposed to either spring to life or jump out and it just didn't do it so it almost looks like a statue but again i won't knock off too many points for it it didn't really bother me that much next up was pitch black Now, when I was waiting, you know, in line to get to this, I saw the exterior, and it was a giant evil clown face, and I thought to myself, here we go, the standard evil clown haunt that every, you know, Halloween event has. They love their kind of ridiculous killer clowns ripoff, and I feel like they all do it, and it's very... You just get tired going through them and tired of seeing them. Then I saw that they they, they use 3D glasses. They give us 3D glasses. And I was like, all right, this is going to be bright. This is going to be kind of lame. You're going to see the scare actors approaching as you get closer to them. And I will admit that's what it was for the most part. But I I did dig, and this is where it got unique. So when you're walking through it, it's bright. And you're seeing clowns and you're seeing pinks and blues and purples and mirrors and all the standard stuff you'd see in one of those haunts. But what I thought was really unique, and it's almost disorienting, is there's a point where you pass through all the clown shit, uh, a guy grabs your glasses, and the next part or the second act, I'd say, or the second part of this haunt is in complete darkness, so going from the contrast of all the bright to barely being able to see shit was was great, and I and I and I love that, and I thought that um, the way they kind of switched between the two was perfect. Now, when you're inside of the dark or black portion, what they've got are actors that are hiding with a really small flashlight so whenever you're you're turning a corner a scare actor would shout and flash this light in front of you I'm talking this thing was the size of a pin it was really tiny and it was startling I, I got caught off guard a couple times because they're really quiet they're hiding in corners so when they yell at you and they flash this light you know you jump back and and we all and they can touch you so on top of the touching at one point I think I got grabbed by someone that didn't use their flashlight creeped me out I was like oh someone's grabbing my leg or my arm or something like that so that was kind of kind of freaky so that was a unique element to the clown hunt that I appreciated and I thought that was a good twist to kind of balance balance the bright with the darkness So, last on the list for haunts was 288 Scare Factory. And this was probably, in my opinion, the most detailed when it comes to the actual scope of all three haunted attractions. It felt the biggest. I feel like we were in this one the longest, probably like 10 to 15 minutes. Maybe that was my mind playing tricks on me, but it felt like we were in there for a while. Uh, In a nutshell, the theming of this one is industrial. Industrial. Think a decayed steampunk environment. A lot of pipes, metal, gooey liquids in corners falling to the ground. And this one, the story I felt was the most coherent or cohesive. uh, Because basically you're entering this factory and a virus is escaping and this is what is going to cause a, cause a zombie outbreak. So you're seeing the early stages of what will become the apocalypse and, and this virus outbreak that's going to happen everywhere. Lots of creatures. The most grotesque of the three as well. This had the most gore and, and kind of nasty looking monsters whenever you walk through. And there were two things that stood out to me. About this, and they're kind of silly, but they're the two things I, I really loved. First is I, I've gotta show some love to the, the guy that grabs your tickets at the beginning of 288 Scare Factory. He was the only one in full character, he had no shoes on, he was all bloody and dirty, he was grabbing our tickets in this eccentric, weird way, like snapping them off, and then looking at us commenting on us he was the only one because pitch black it was just a normal person not in character same goes for dark swamp though those two dark wood swamp excuse me those two just had a person that was like you guys ready these are the rules i don't know if that was maybe exclusive to the vip line i'm not sure but there was no immersive theming with the ticket person this guy was talking shit He was having a good time. The fact that he had no shoes on really freaked me out. I was like, wow, this guy is devoted. He is committed to the role. The other thing that stood out to me, I've never seen this in a haunted attraction before, um, was there was a part where you walk through this really tight, almost hallway slash bridge, and there's a bed of spikes that's coming towards you. And this narrow hall gets really tight as you get closer and closer through it, like when you walk through it. So I had never seen that before. Like you're not getting squished, but it does get tighter. So, so I was walking through and we were in line kind of walking through this narrow path and it just got tighter and you feel it. And then the nails go back and then lean in again. Really cool. I never saw that at another haunted house and I've been to a lot of haunted attractions. So really unique to this haunted experience so in closing i had a great time at creepy hollow haunted attraction i didn't think any of the haunted attractions were boring the atmosphere the ambiance of the place is fantastic one recommendation is if you plan on going next year either in mid to late october and you don't want to get the vip pass get there when they open because from what I saw, you're getting into one haunted attraction the entire night and will have to go back another day. And maybe you don't have time for that. So something to keep in mind, worth the price of admission. And if you're ever in Texas and you're ever in the Houston area or the Sharon area, I'd check out Creepy Hollow Haunted House. Be sure to subscribe, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Haunted Hangover. Also head over to hauntedhangover.com for all things related to the podcast, including our Patreon page that features spooky bonus content. And as always, remember, the best cure for a hangover is more booze. Catch you guys later.